What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? All righty, well, it's another Wednesday, another day, another brand new episode of What If It Did Work. And here is, you're, you're actually the first international guest, man. I guess I'm like really? Mr. Mr. Worldwide now that, you know, there's Pitbull and now there's me. Yeah, you're, you're the first nice. person. I, I mean, well, you're my neighbor. Na- you're our neighbor. You're out in yeah, Canada. That's you're true. in British yeah. Columbia and all that. Well, Matt Colangelo. Well, I, I said it right, right? You got it right. Because you know our 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 my mentor and your mentor friend and all Coach Burton all that he has a hard time with names so I, I never right. want to butcher anybody's <laughs> names and all that I know you're a nice Italian Italian fellow and all that for sure you know, your your last name ends in a in a vowel just like Medrano and just like your neighbor yeah. the, from Spain to Italy and all that so Matt sure. without further I, I want you to introduce yourself because. I mean, I, I read your bio and all that, and we have a lot in common. I was, I was actually pretty floored. So go ahead, brother. Yeah, yeah, I gathered that too. Just listening to uh, your videos and, and you sharing your perspective and your stories, uh, a lot of what you say and share certainly resonates with me and I can relate to it. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that you got my name right because you're a very worldly guy. Right. That's what <laughs> no, man. It's because it's it, you know Italians, yeah. Spanish, and all. We all have similar last names. Uh, in in fact, you know, the Romance language and all that. Yeah, it's not that not that difficult. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of those out there and all that. So yeah, there, I, I just wanted to make sure you know in Canada it's pronounced the same way. You know, yeah. As anywhere else. Definitely, it's an Italian name. That's for sure. But brother, you're gonna laugh and all that because. I fell into the misconception of everybody else because I'm like, well, you said you, I know you told me before you were from Toronto and you're from, you moved to Vancouver and all that. Yes. You know, the two real estate markets that are just like, oh my gosh, makes like Seattle and New York look like it's Paducah, Kentucky and all that. And I'm like, oh, Matt must have been born with a silver spoon in his mouth and all that. And, and then it was like, I, I, I talk in my podcast and my videos and all that. That people always say, well, I'm from Miami, so I must have been like, you know, Mr. Mr. 305, Mr. Miami Vice. So right. you know what? I mean, hey man, you're you you grew up like me in a working class neighborhood, man. Totally. Yeah. And we were probably born with a lot of people around us that had silver spoons in their mouth, right? I know I I I was surrounded by all kinds of silver spoons. Um, but definitely. Uh, was not the case for me. And I think that's a blessing in some ways. And, you know, uh, it brings challenges too. But I think at the end of the day, it makes you a better person. And you know what? I know you call yourself the wealthy marketer and everybody yep. make make sure to go on to the wealthymarketer.com and all that. Yep. Talk about, man, you, you, you're like a master of all trades, dude. You, you have coaching, you, you have um, uh, classes and all that on how to be marketing a, a better marketer. And this is what I tell people because I'm sure you've heard this. Oh, I'm not in sales. I'm not a marketer. You know, that's not me. And it's like, man, we we're all in the sales. I don't care you if you work for nine to five, man, you, you have to give somebody a compelling reason to, you know, hire you. You had to give a compelling reason to go out on a date. I mean, you you met your wife, you were still in college and all that. Yeah. You had to give her a compelling reason. Hey, I'm Matt. This is who I am. But, you know, you had to sell yeah. her on, on the future, the future, Matt, and all that. So yeah. that was a sales. Yeah. That was marketing 101 right there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a story behind that. So um, I met my wife in stats class in my final semester in college. I was trying to get my finish off my marketing diploma right and supposedly like uh when she when we're in stats class i supposedly took her seat you know i sat where she normally sat and then she sat beside me and then i'm like hey i'm matt matt colangelo and you know i started this student organization called the event management association the event management association here's my business card right so i introduced myself almost as this kind of like businessman entrepreneur and then uh, a few days later after we started talking you know she asked me out on a date to be her Valentine. 
So, you know, I introduced myself as this is who I am. Hey, this is who I am. And eventually it led to her asking me out on our, our first date. <laughs> hey man, you're, you're suave right there. You know, I, yeah. I didn't have anybody ask me out on a date till like, shoot, at recent. I don't know whether, <laughs> but yeah, dude, you, you know, I, as I was an introvert. So in high school, that was, that was a no go. No, I, I take that back. She sure. had like a million signs that she wanted to yeah. go out with me. So right. But yeah, yeah dude, I, I loved your story because, you know, when it came to everybody in high school and college that I, 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 I went on a date with or that we, we dated and she became my girlfriend, uh, God made sure that she, they're, they're no longer in, in my life. So <laughs> big, bigger, All better things. things. People come and go. Yeah. But, but yeah, but, but, you know, I'll, you know, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I I didn't have my head on straight and I definitely wasn't in personal development in my you know, 18, 19, 20, 21. Right. According to my mom, I, even to this day, you know, all that shit doesn't work. So, you know. yeah, <laughs> I think my mom probably thinks the same thing. <laughs> well, you see, I, dude, yeah. and, and, and I mean, it, it's, it's on your website. So yeah. another thing that, that hit me was when you said that your, your father, with was an alcoholic and all that. Yeah. And, and that resonated with me because, oh, uh, this, this is something that, well, it's in my book and all that. My mom was with the man. It, I, I guess you could call it, if it was a common law marriage in a different right. state, whatever in the Florida, it wasn't recognized that she was with the guy for 30 years, like a complete alcoholic. I mean, <laughs> I guess an okay guy and all that. I, well, he was a dick. He's dead, but I guess you can't you can't say right. anything bad about the dead. And like hated life and would just like no find whatever happiness or find whatever you know in a bottle, and then he would take it out on my mom, and then like he would try to sure. take it out on me, and then my mom right. would step in, and it was like yeah. uh, just dysfunction. I mean, at, at least you you realize, hey, this isn't what I what you wanted, and you had a same relationship. But you know, I, I don't want to sound Jerry Springer and all that. But many <laughs> years, I thought, you know, hey, you know, dysfunctional relationships is what passion is, and, and it's clearly not, and no, all that. No, yeah, you know, we want you want to stay away from toxicity, and 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 recognize it when it's there, and you know, move move as far away from it as possible. I think at the end of the day. And and you know what you you're not much of a drinker either, right? Because I drink beer. I drink yeah, beer. I, yeah, I know. But when we were together at at Coach Burt's, might might as well throw him a plug. I mean, sure. When, we, when when I met you out in Tennessee in Nashville, we were down Broad Street or Broadway yeah. or whatever, and we yeah. went to uh, Kid Rock. I love Kid Rock, so I don't mind plugging. Yeah. It, it wasn't like you got sloshed. You had like one. Your I think you only had like two beers. I, I couldn't drink no, no. at the time. I, I had more than two beers. <laughs> you see, I just had well, them. I was so focused on not drinking because yeah. that was that was like my second time. I, I thought for some odd reason I needed to do seventy five hard that, right. that challenge again, and yeah. because I overslept, I couldn't work out in the morning when I was on stage. And you know what? I've already graduated from that. Bigger and better things. For so, sure. So talk, talk to me. Do you, when, when it, when it comes, did you always want to be in marketing? Did you always want to be the marketer? Okay. Well, I think it just happened over time. Like me becoming the wealthy marketer was a 25 year journey, right? So it started out in high school. When I was in high school, uh, I was pretty lost. I had a lot of confusing things happening at home, right? I kind of just did not, I was not in the greatest situation, right? From, my home structure and and things that unfolded there. And then, you know, that lead, led to me being like very confused. And um, I think me as a person, like I'm very creative, right. And I'm very business minded. And then when I was in high school, I was taking business courses and like, my parents were kind of like forcing me down like the math and science route. And the art thing was like overlooked, but I think that to some degree that would have been a better thing for me. Right. Same versus science, at least. Um, so then, when when I fell into this marketing course in grade eleven in high school, I kind of like discovered a passion for it very quickly because what was cool about it was it kind of like brings together business and creativity, right? So I'm business minded and I'm creative. So I resonated with the course and I did pretty good in the course. I got like a B, you know. I never got an A in, in high school, 
Uh, and that then eventually led me to when it came time to you know finish high school and go to college, I just ended up taking marketing, right? Uh, and then one thing led to another. I go to this marketing program at a local college in in and around Toronto, and I started like thriving in school. I got I started getting A's. I had never gotten an A ever in all of high school. And next thing you know, I'm in this marketing program, getting A's, and like I'm meeting people and I'm having fun. And I actually realized, hey, you know what? I have like potential to do something. So eventually, just I started to develop this passion for marketing, right? And then while I'm in marketing school, I ended up meeting my wife, right? And my wife, she already had a son, right? And that was a blessing in some ways because the two of them combined, uh, they really cleaned me up and got me off on like the right track. You know, they got me away from trouble to some degree, right? Uh, and then, you know, one thing led to another, we got together, we got married, you know, we've been together for upwards of 14, 15 years now, married 14, 15 years. Um, and we've been on this crazy journey together, crazy life journey together. And then I also, you know, basically I, I established my career in marketing, right? Uh, you know, my first job at a school, uh, was for a pizza flyer marketing company. And we would sell pizza flyers all over to pizzerias in the States, both like, you know, big, huge franchises like Domino's would be our clients. And then little mom and pop shops, like, you know, the local mom and pop pizzeria, you know, at the street corner of your, of your <laughs> they're, home, right? They're, they're, <laughs> they're everywhere. Mom and yeah. pop. That, that, that shows you, you know, when it comes for to sure. North America, we're all about health. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. But yeah, pizza's good every now and then. Um, but it, the cool thing about that, experience like you know just kind of like graduating college and then immediately going into the pizza flyer business it gave me like my first real taste of america and capitalism and just how kind of like uh fast moving the economy can be right and how um willing americans are uh how willing americans are towards taking chances taking risk investing in marketing right uh, so it was like a really cool experience. And then after doing like a year or two of the pizza flyer business, working for the, the pizza entrepreneur, I ended up going back to university for marketing, marketing management, right? So it's all marketing. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, then from there, I kind of like, you know, uh, chugged further along. When I graduated university, uh, I got other marketing ro roles, market research, you know, digital marketing, that kind of stuff. Um, again, more exposure to America. I worked for a publicly traded company from like 2007 to 2009. They were publicly traded on the NASDAQ and uh, they were located in Wilton, Connecticut. And I got to travel for the first time to America as a result of that, uh, as, as a result of that gig and more exposure to America. You know, I, 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 I developed a love for as much as I love marketing, I also fell in love with America. Um, and uh, yeah, just really good kind of like life experience came from marketing. And then in 2010, I went all in being an entrepreneur, right? And started my own web design company. And, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, here I am now running a full service digital agency. And in and around two years ago, I became the wealthy marketer. I started working on the wealthy marketer brand. And, you know, it's starting to turn into something. Well... That's a lot of change, man. And it's yeah. such a short amount of time because when you started, there was no internet or there, there was. was no internet. Internet. Yeah. You know, the idea of marketing was, hey, let's let's throw money into, into print. Yeah. Let's buy these magazines that people sure. grab in their mailbox. For sure. Go direct to the the trash or in some states and all that go go directly to the recycling bin and all that. So you had to pivot, man. You had to grow. Yeah, for that. sure. For sure. I mean, it's so true. Because think about it. When you started taking marketing classes, mar marketing compared to, I, I mean, the same with me I, in journalism and all that. I, I couldn't go produce a show right now just because technology, I, I'm a dinosaur. You yeah. know, I, it's, and, and it's just, especially when it comes to marketing and, and being a business owner for 20 years, I, I remember. I would have to go marketing meant like either guerrilla marketing, passing yep. out samples, passing right. out coupons, yep. going everywhere and anywhere and, and doing it blindly. Maybe, sure. maybe writing down initials or an, or an address at the, at the, 
other side of the flyer or coupon to see what what's hitting and what's not yeah. hitting. And then, or the directional directional sign, the guy out there with the sign, hey, come here, come come to my place, right. come to my pizza place, and all that. To now, I mean, that's what I love. I, when it comes to marketing, man, it's it's amazing. If I wanted to target to a left-handed guy that's forty-eight, <laughs> that, that's horrible yeah. in sports and all that, I would somehow get some get something directly towards me, to me, and all that. Sure. And, and that's that the people. People don't understand this. To me, this is the time to be in business. This is the this is like renaissance, man. This is so much easier because really, if it's to be, it's up to me. You you can even have a shitty location, but if you market yourself and you market the hell out of your store, you give people a compelling reason. You're you you give you're you're always like you know posting. You're always putting stories. You're always saying, "Hey, this is my family. This is the reason why you need to hire me." or go to my business and all that compared to, you know, before it was all science and, and on a prayer because, Hey, if I work hard sure. and I pass out enough coupons, you know, maybe, maybe I'll have a 1% return. Yay. Or yeah. 2%, 2% you're, you're like daddy Warbucks back in the old days. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely the, the internet today is so well developed and uh, it's functioning. It's working. It delivers for people as far as marketing goes and it's measurable, you know, but do you remember back then uh, we're, we're, I'm only a few years older and they're like, this is crap. It's not, you know, it, it's not ever going to take off. Yeah, it, man. It was, it was seen as, it's just like bullshit. It, it I can was totally, a fad. I can totally relate to it. And like, I'll tell you a story behind it. Right. Like, so I graduated uh, high school the year 2000. I went into college the year 2000 at that time, the, the dot-com boom had already busted. You know, I'm going into college. The internet was broken. Like no one could figure out like how to make it work. All mm -hmm. the money that, that kind of like went into it had disappeared, right? Thanks to Wall Street and like, you know, founders taking the money and, and putting it towards fictitious things, <laughs> right? Um, so I had to like, kind of like, uh, I had this, I, going into college, like I had this perception like, oh, the internet is broken and like, we're going to go back to like the old way of doing things, right? And then I had to kind of like, grow with the the rebirth of the internet from there right so i feel like to some degree i've been with it since the beginning and in the same way that you would have had to deal with it too right um so it's been quite the ride and seeing it kind of evolve and we've had to do like a lot of trial and error stuff too right we had to like you know figure out like how to navigate it being broken and then figure out how to adopt it in its infancy and like in its uh, inefficiencies and then now finally, you know, the thing's working and like we can leverage it to a fuller extent. Right. But like, I even look at like the kids, the, 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 the generation of today, like the 20 somethings, they are, have a huge blessing because they have this, uh, this ecosystem that is fully developed and working. Right. And they can mm -hmm. leverage that from the very beginning of their career and evolve with it further in, in whatever comes next. Oh man, back back in the day, you'd have to go to do a term paper, go to the library, camp out, do the microfish, learn the Dewey Decimal System. I had to take a yeah. Yeah, I had to take a library science course at, at LSU, and it required to learn the Dewey Decimal System, how to no do kidding. all that stuff, how to work the microfish machine, and all that. And heck, with cut and paste, if somebody wanted to, they could do a term paper in, in less than an hour. Absolutely, yeah. They they uh, they can now leverage technology to save a lot of time. But but it's funny that you talked about the dot com and all that because I remember they're like they're like saying Bezos is a clown and, mm. and they, they, Amazon was no different than like pet pet smart pet supplies dot com and right. car dot com yeah. and yeah. all those and, and you know it was at a dollar a share two dollars a share forever and nine dollars a share and yeah uh, none of these companies were, were ever going to last and you uh -huh. know google was another one and yeah money going down the drain and all that well you know <laughs> yeah. I, I guess all those all those people are hating life not not investing <laughs> yeah definitely there there's certainly uh survivors of that era um yeah. Some survivors, but many deaths, you know? So oh, yeah, but that's, that's innovation. That's, that's in yeah. everything. That's in anything, man. That's like our, these businesses that they're like, oh, Corona killed my business. No, it didn't, man. It just sped up the process. You, you had a cash flow problem. So this, this 10 X, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're 
you were bleeding out and this just killed you faster because I mean, there's plenty of other companies that pivoted that are thriving and all that. So there's, it's, it's Darwinism in in everything, whether it's technology, it's the new thing, crypto, whenever like, you know, there's a coin that doesn't make it and all that. Well, there's other coins. That's, that's why, you know, that fake squid game, uh, crypto currency that came out, that was a scam and all that. They're like, oh, well, this, this is where. Well, this, this is what all Bitcoins all, all, or all crypto is going to be. And it's like, well, what about Bitcoin, Ethereum? There's there's just so much. And yeah. it, it's crazy because I remember, I, I mean, you're, you're, your son plays basketball. Yes, he so does. Tra- travel soccer is just, just the same. And I yeah. remember like five years ago, all these alpha male parents... Uh, you know, there's nothing better than vicariously living through your kids uh, to get them through college or whatever. And they're walking right. around going, oh, I don't know. I, I don't care what Bitcoin is. I don't care what oh, yeah. invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> and they're all yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And Bitcoin's at 3000 bucks at the time. And, and I, I, I feel like calling them up all up and say, hey, you don't care about Bitcoin. But just think if you had just bought two coins, you wouldn't have ever had to worry about your kid's college. No kidding. Yeah, you wouldn't have, have had to chase the dream on the on the field so hard. <laughs> now, now you said like you know, do you think do Canadians think that Americans or I know you guys are Americans too, but people from the states that capitalism is like a bad thing and that we're greedy and and all that or uh, is that I don't know too. Bad? There's probably some people that see it that way but at the same time there's also people in america that see it that way too right <laughs> well you're mainly the younger generation oh, yeah? it's like i i love it like i i tell this story all the time this was before corona shut us down i was at a ski resort and a kid was wearing a, a sweatshirt that said eat eat the rich and we were at a ski resort owned by Vail. So clearly, right. you know, it's like $200 per person per day yeah. with ticket yeah. and all that. And it's uh-huh. like, honey, I'm sorry to tell you, but your your parents are, are one of them. rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. if I, I, I'm sure it goes through phases because I know like before World War II, there was like underground communist parties and all that. It's just, yeah. to me, it's always just mediocre people that can't make it or, you know, they say, cause you and I, man, we, we had to start over and over and over again. Entrepreneurs sure. and like, Hey, starting you up and, and you're wealthy and, and all yeah. that, you know, it's tough, but a lot of times people are like, Oh, it's rigged. You know, you wake up rich or it depends. So I, I think a lot of times these people, mainly a lot of younger generation or, or people that vote for, Bernie Sanders or, you know, that believe in socialism is the best thing. It, it's because clearly, you know, it's, it's like, okay, let's give everybody 50 K a year, or whatever the set ratio, rate, the set amount is for everybody. And we'll live happily ever after. And I, I mean, to me, that's just mediocrity because wouldn't you just mm-hmm. want to be above that? You know, don't, don't, wouldn't you want more instead of being, Hey, I'm here. We're all equal. Yeah. Yeah, for that, sure. That's, this isn't a political one. We're well, heck, if, if you listen to my thing, you're not voting for Bernie and you're not saying capitalism sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, man. I, I'm with you there. I, I love capitalism. I think that basically it's probably like the great, the world's greatest blessing that not many people appreciate. And, um, you know, people all over the world uh, leverage and benefit from it and they don't even give it the recognition that it really deserves. What's crazy is when you see all those people with with the hoodies and the shirts and the bumper stickers and the Bernie or bust and all that crap, Mm -hmm. their parents, their grandparents, their great grandparents came here because of capitalism came here because, you know, they wanted that opportunity, that chance. And you know what? At the end of the day. It, it gives you the chance that if you want to be mediocre and you you want to paint your hair pink and and work at Starbucks by by all means, man. You know? Yeah. Well, it's a yeah. You have that freedom too, right? Yeah. It, hey, it, it, it's the ultimate freedom. Uh, but sure. you know, I, I I've tried, dude. I've I've dated women that were were like that, and it was like, 
it, 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 hey, uh, I, it, it never ends well because clearly I'm, I'm capitalism 101. Yeah, and, you, you, you know, that debate isn't going to uh, go over well. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy when you, you grow up with people like that and, and you try not to not to get into it and all that. But it's like, come on, man, get off your ass yeah. and go do something, dude. So, sure. so sure. with, with the, ultimately, what I love, too, about you is you're in service. You want to like help people. You want to help companies you want to help struggling marketers you want to help people get live the american dream live really yeah i want to live the american dream too by the way (laughs) dude you live in vancouver to me that's the american dream man i I mean (laughs) i've been to vancouver twice and it was like wow you know and and to me beautiful yeah I, i think lake tahoe is like Heaven. I, that's why they have a place called Heavenly. But you, you're you're right there by Whistler, man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah for I sure. Mean, it's a good setup. Like I'm here. I'm I'm here in Canada, and you know I grew up in Toronto for 35 plus years. I shipped. I, I we sold our house. We sold all our stuff. We moved the family. It we put packed the family into into an SUV and we drove across the country. Ended up in Vancouver, BC. And if there's anywhere that I could be in Canada, if I have to live in Canada, it's gonna be here. Like that's well, a dude, you didn't even put the you sold everything and you lived in like a dorm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, why be modest, man? Say the story. Uh, right. I, I read yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah. man, this, this 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 these are the Hallmark type of movies I want to see. I, I don't want to see sure. good looking guy meets good looking girl. <laughs> they, they fall in love in some small town that everybody's great looking. I want to see on Lifetime or Hallmark your story, man. I mean, so when, when you, you sold everything and all that, and you, yeah. you had that, whatever it takes. Yeah. It was like a, what if it did, what if it did work moment kind of thing? <laughs> Dude, you know, you, you stole my line. Cause that's, that's, yeah. that was going to be my last, what does that mean to you? But, but right then and there, man, I mean, did you have that without a doubt or were there times like you're like, Oh shit, man, this, well, this might not have been the best. Well, uh, basically the way things were like, we were in the suburbs of Toronto and it felt, it was, and we had a nice big house. We had the, we had, we had achieved the Canadian dream, but it came at a cost, you know, the housing costs are massive, right? So it's very hard to sustain it. Right. I'm basically like making the country look good by floating this scheme, right? This housing scheme. <laughs> so I'm carrying this house. And like, I'm trying to be an entrepreneur, but like, I can't take any risks because like, I have this like big mortgage, right? And everybody around me is like basically sleeping. They just want to kind of like do their thing. And like, you know, let's not, you know, get too carried away. Right. Uh Um, And I just felt bored with the entire thing. Bored and like, to some degree, like unstable, unstable, and not in a position where we could really like, you know, do the things we wanted to do. And then also I had family challenges, like external family challenges that I had to address. Right. So my solution was, let's just, let's cleanse ourselves of all this. I say to my wife, let's sell the house, let's sell all the stuff. Let's take a leap of faith and move across the country and let's see what happens. And, you know, let's just get like a fresh start and, you know, pursue all of our dreams and make everything happen. That was the idea, right? So obviously, um, we were taking a huge risk, right? And I didn't know how things were going to pan out, but I knew that something had to be done and something drastic had to happen, right? So, you know, the idea was, you know, we just sell, kind of like regroup and then move out West and let's hope for the best. And even while we were driving out West, we were making stops along the way, making an adventure out of it, traveling, seeing the country, a beautiful country, Canada. Um, we didn't have a place lined up. We didn't know where we were going to live. Like, it was just like, we're going out to the other side of the country and we're going to find a way to like make it work. And then crazy enough, crazy enough. Could you imagine a whole bunch of things started falling into place? We ended up like in a really good up and coming neighborhood found a, a place like almost like magically um, kids got into good schools. You know, my son, he, my older son had finished high school and we got him into like a good college program. Like at the last minute, our, our younger son ended up being at a good school and then um, on a good basketball team. My wife 
found a job quickly. And I was kind of like able to like reattempt, you know, growing my business and, and becoming like a full-fledged entrepreneur. And so many just good things ended up falling into place for us. Um, and we escaped bad energy. Right. And, you know, uh, had a whole new lease on life as a result. So uh, I think that based on what unfolded for us and the risks that we took and where we ended up, I, I feel like to some degree in, you know, nine things out of 10, it ended up being a best case scenario. So, I know this is going to sound hokey and all that, but I think when God, the universe and all that, when you are doing your purpose, when you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, what you are meant to be doing, which you you found your purpose and you yeah. went for it, everything lines up. For sure. If you, if you would have said, you know, it was a trip from hell, <laughs> we, we, we the, the car got stolen like uh, on the first day. Uh, we 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 reached Ottawa in a rental car. It was horrible, and there was all these roadblocks. Yeah. It, it then it, it then the story would be like, well, you're you know, you, we wouldn't be talking because no kidding. Clearly, that's it. That it was never meant to be, and all that. For sure. But but yeah, man, come completely. I I, I love that. So. And your wife was on completely on board or, or was she like, did she, have well, she was, she, she resisted at first and she didn't want to do it. Um, but you know, through conversation, she became more supportive and at least willing to go with it. And I think like she probably dealt with a lot more uncertainty than I did and discomfort than I did. Um, but she would agree that we're much better off here where we are in Vancouver than we were back in Toronto. Well, comfort kills dreams, man. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, it, it sounds so cliche, but you know, you 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 kept on saying you you guys were comfortable. You had the the nice house. You're living. You're you're you were successful in Toronto. Successful where you're from, and all that. Yeah, you wanted more. You saw more sure. out of your life. And yeah, definitely. And that, that's why you decided. Most people would be like, "Hey, you know what? We've made it. You know, I've got my vacation time. I've got, I've got my property here. You know, yeah. we'll we'll watch the Toronto Argonauts and the Blue Jays and the Maple Leaves, and the Raptors, and, <laughs> and the Raptors, and all that. Yeah, and that's it. But no, man. I mean, that that's I, I tip my hat off because that's that's the story. That that's what people need to be doing. And and you know, here a lot of times you'll see people. Well, I got my four percent raise. You know. Yeah, and, and it's like that's not a raise. That's just you know cost of live. That's inflation. Don't, totally. You know, but 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 they'll be like, yeah, but I get two next year. I might get two and a half weeks and all that, and maybe I'll maybe yeah. maybe and, and then you know that road to someday, someday, someday it becomes never, and then you're you're not living your dream. You're you know you're working for a major corporation. You're you're trying to make the board happy, the CEO happy. And you're trying to get the the numbers up so it can they can hit the dividend or you know but, yeah. But that's not that's not what I'm not shitting on that. But that, I know you didn't want to do that. I didn't. I didn't want to do that. No. Yeah, we're. we're I, both- I did it for a bit, and I know what it entails. And you can be successful in that way. You can be wildly successful. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. But but you know, in, in general, majority of people in corporate America have that dream of being the next CEO, the next right. COO, the next yeah. CMO. And you know what? Those, those positions are rare. You know, more True. likely yeah. all of us just, aspire, just go, we aspire for that, but then we wind yeah. up middle management. That, that's a top 1% kind of play, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, word of, you know, all the one percenters, the one percenters. Yes. To be on the board of a major corporation, to be, the, you know, the CEO or any of the top dogs, yes. And and a lot of times, it, it's very rare you hear the story of. Yeah. A lot of times they hire from, they don't hire from within, anyways. They hire yeah. a successful guy in a different field. Yeah. It's not like, well, you know, I, I work my way, my entry entry level position here at this at you know Lab at Abbott Labs or Exxon, and you know, before you know it, ten years from the. 10 years later, I became CEO. I've, yeah. I've never heard of that story. I, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but it's rare. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of bureaucracy you got to deal with too, right? 
Oh, and that was that was like my my mom's dream for me. She hated. She worked for AT and T for like, uh, but I, I got the actual year wrong. Somebody told her she never. She hasn't read the book or, or heard the podcast. But the only thing that she got was I. Instead of thirty years, it was twenty eight years. But you know, she she hated it. She would always come home and go, "Oh my gosh, Omar, you better go to." school you better graduate because i hate this i hate this i hate this and like after that that's all she wanted from me because that's all she did was hey get get a degree hate your life for 30 years until they replace you because ultimately that's what they did she was making too much money just like in every major corporation you know you yeah you cut you cut the your high paying people to replace them with entry level, right? Yeah, my my mom my mom's words of wisdom was always like when she heard I wanted to be an entrepreneur, it was like if I I told her I was I was going to become a Satanist or you know, <laughs> it, it was like yeah. such a no way you went to college for that uh-huh. or and then there was always like drawback because before I became an entrepreneur. I went into sales, yeah. Which you know, there's no cap on the amount of money that you can make. Yeah, you can make good money in sales. Yeah, and, and I was a financial advisor, selling stocks, bonds, mutual funds, the whole nine yards, and health insurance. And yeah. she's like, you know, this this connotation that oh, sales is bad, entrepreneurship is bad, and all that. Yeah. And it it was like my mom felt like if I wasn't going to be a journalist that paid peanuts in Canada, here, yeah. Zimbabwe, there's, there's <laughs> anywhere. It sucks. Yeah. Hey, she, she was like, okay, well then get a job with the corporation. And it's like, no, I, I did that for a little while and it sucks. You know, let me yeah. live my life. So sure. to this day, yeah, my, my mom's, you know what, one day I'll get her to listen or read the book or, you know, possibly say Anthony Robbins name, right. <laughs> Anthony Roberts, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think you, you could pull it off. You're probably more likely to pull it off than I can with my own parents. <laughs> oh no! Oh, dude, trust trust me. It's it's you know I I I always hear like if if I said I was going to a Grant Cardone seminar or uh, Anthony Robbins or anything, Omar, the only people that make money in those things are the presenters. Yeah, 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 for sure. I've heard that line myself. <laughs> so yeah, so she'll yeah. You know, if I don't feel bad, if she won't read my book, she's definitely not going to read like "Awaken the Giant Within" or "10 X." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but you know what? Our parents, believe it or not, it's in the masses because you know. Look at the bookstores. Sure. I'm sure they're the same in Canada as they are here. You know that fiction is like you know everywhere Dude. and all that, and yeah. it's self help or business and all that personal development. It's like one aisle and that everything little else. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know if 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 you want to uh, buy Fifty Shades or you know R.L. Stein or, or or you know Lord of the Rings or or anything Game of Thrones, any of those books. I mean, you they're they're all over the place. Yeah, totally. Fantasy, for sure. People want to. Most people just want to live in the moment, and um, you know, let life unfold before before they even know it. Well, dude, time flies, man. I I never thought my well here they're trying to flatten the curve for my my high school reunion. It would have been thirty thirty years for me, and to me, it just seemed like the other day that yeah, was, time goes by quick. I was sleeping through high school. My yeah. My oldest just turned 16 and it was like, heck, I just remembered the day she was born. And it, it's like, that's why I tell people, man, there's, you know, everybody wants to be like Annie and say tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, how many tomorrows do you have left, man? Time flies. We don't know that either, right? No, nah, dude. No, nah, dude. So ultimately, do you want to be who? Like the next, the Canadian Gary V? No, I, I, I just want to be myself. I want to be the wealthy marketer and like, I want to help people in the way that I think that I can help people. Um, so, you know, how can I help people? I'll never be like Gary V. Gary V is Gary V. He's at a whole other kind of, uh, uh, level. Uh, I, I love, I love him, man. I, and I, yeah. I got to meet him and, and do a, a mastermind with him. Oh, nice. The one, the one thing though, that, uh, <laughs> he gets, he gets people into believing that 
If it's your passion, you can do it. Like, you know how he's selling baseball cards right now, and that's his yeah. thing because he yeah. did it like 40 years ago or 30 uh-huh. years ago. Yes. Well, Gary Vee is through. successful selling baseball cards now because it's Gary V. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, if I, if I opened up Omar's trading cards you know, <laughs> and, and sold comic books and, and baseball cards slabbed and all that, I'd, I'd be hating life because no kidding. Nobody's buying that shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the Renaissance, while well, I'm, I'm like eight years younger than you or older than you, it was when, when I was a little kid and, you know, they the downrust and the upper deck yeah. and all that. And what happened was, you know, just, just like the federal government, they kept on print, print, yeah. and uh-huh. printing and printing and uh-huh. printing. And, you know, people don't realize that all those, old cards are worth a lot of money because they thought they were worthless and the parents threw all that shit out. Yeah. But you know, if, if there's 1 million Ken Griffey rookie cards compared to like, you know, only 10 perfect Mickey Mantle cards, you know? Yeah. Then it, then it becomes uh, a rare asset, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like whenever you see people with all these expensive toys, star Wars and all that, well, who? And yeah, I played with all that crap. I re- I didn't recall as a seven year old. You know what? I'm ne- I'm gonna keep <laughs> this shit in a box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In condition, sure. and, and you know, forty years later, this thing's gonna be worth stuff. Yeah, all good. But I I think we should talk about Gary Vee a little bit because he's actually had a very profound impact on me. Go ahead, go, go ahead, ahead, dude. He he had one on me too. He told me to yeah. start a podcast. Oh yeah, that, that's and, good. and to do a blog. But he wanted me to be the pro, the pro oh, yeah. franchise guy. And I'm like, you know, already I was like, no, nah, man, franchises are, are the only ones oh, that franchise really play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Uh huh. No, but awesome. go ahead, man. Give, give us your yeah. So I'll tell you like my kind of like uh, my connection to Gary V, and then I'm very interested in hearing uh, your interaction with him because it sounds like you actually met him in person, and there wasn't so. I'll share mine and then you share yours. I think that's worthwhile going down that road. So I one day, like back in 2010, my son was literally just born. It was probably like August of 2010. And my son was born July 16. And uh, this guy, this this mar- digital marketing or affiliate marketing guru that I was on his mailing list, he sent me an email. I was a part of his mailing list, Ryan Moran. And he talked about this Gary V video. He did a keynote at like a web 2.0 summit. And he shared the link to the video on YouTube. I clicked it. I watched it. I see Gary V like just go on about this rant. It's like kind of like, it was probably like a 2009 kind of like keynote. And he talks about like, um, you know, we're at amazing point in the internet today. And there's no reason why you should be doing something that you hate. Please stop doing things you hate. Whatever you want to do, go after that. Don't do things you hate. And at that time, I hated my nine to five job. I hated what I was doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that triggered something in my mind. And as crazy as, as it was, I'm like, that's it. I'm quitting the nine to five with my newborn baby in our new house and the mortgage and everything. And I'm going to do this entrepreneurship thing and I'm going to go all in as a business person and go full force with my web design company and um, make it happen. Cause I don't want to do shit. I hate anymore. So Gary V kind of like gave me that kick in the butt, right. To actually go for it. And then I went for it and it was like the craziest thing. It was, it was, it was a complete disaster. <laughs> like my first one to two years as an entrepreneur, like everything that could go wrong did go wrong basically. Right. So I ate a lot of dirt in those one to two years, but then eventually, you know, things started to kind of like compound and come together. And I was able to provide for my family effectively and dig myself out of a hole and be okay. Right. So I thank Gary for that video and, and the, and the message that he had, and it gave me the kick in the butt and it helped me kind of like accelerate going through the, the painful process that I had to go through as an entrepreneur. And here I am today. And then the other cool thing is, when um, when I moved my family, when we sold our house, we sold all our, all our stuff, and I moved my family across the country. Gary V dropped his K Swiss clouds and dirt shoes. I have right. a pair. You have a pair. <laughs> so I got those just before I left Toronto, and I wore them the whole trip. The whole trip from 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 Toronto to Vancouver, I'm like walking around, mortgage free, debt free, like just completely free. You know, living this entrepreneurial family lifestyle. 
and I'm wearing Gary V's shoes. <laughs> and it was just kind of like a very gratifying kind of like uh, moment in time. Yeah. Um, and I think overall, Gary, obviously he's, um, he's done amazing for himself. He's a serious entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur. He, uh, has a good message. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Right. And, um, he's done a lot to, you know, inspire people all over the world to pursue their dreams. And, you know, you got to give him credit for that. Well, he's a household name for sure. For sure. So tell me about your experience with him. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm a seminar junkie and all that. Yeah. And there was one of those, and, uh, the headliner, I mean, I've graduated from Anthony Robbins school of mastery, done all his programs and all that, but nice. he was a headliner. He was there. And if, if you paid for the big ticket, you, you get your picture with, um, got Tony it. Robbins. Uh, and, um, for 15 or 20 people, you, you get to spend like three hours talking about marketing, you get, you get a free copy of, um, Gary V's book, um, photo with him and all that. And it, it was, it was great. Cause you know, if it, it was just me and like maybe nine people, nice seminar had like maybe 4,000, 5,000 people. Nice. And yeah, it, it was all about the one the great, amazing, all about marketing, all about everything, all about going for it and all that. But the one thing he did say though, that, I'm, I'm going to hold him up to it. Was that he'll never turn down a podcast? He says because he knows oh, what yeah? it's like to have to to be struck a, a struggling entrepreneur with the podcast, and it doesn't matter if you have like five, five downloads or whatever that he'll find yeah. time and all that. Uh, that that's what he said. No, now, that's now, good. now, if that's true or not, I've, I've never. I've only seen him on. I've only heard him on big, big, big podcasts. Yeah. yeah, no, no, an incredible speaker. And for sure, guy, he's, he's about my height. He's like, oh, yeah, five nine. So, five nine. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I, saw, I, I literally saw, I, I we, we see eye to eye. But yeah, nice. no, no, very personable. What, what you see is the same guy that got it. Yeah. yeah. And this was, this was like three years ago. So, pre corona, pre pandemic, pre flattening the curve. But yeah, nice. yeah, it, it was, it was primarily one of those seminars. Tony Robbins was pitching. It, it was like uh, a, a little a teaser of everything. You know, right. if you, Tony Robbins was selling his "Unleash the Power Within" the seminar that you walk on on fire. Uh, uh, Gary V was um, selling his shoes, or he was getting ready to to drop his, his drop. second pair of shoes. Okay, and yeah. um, just his his book was dropping. And then uh, yeah. everybody else was inconsequential. They're selling their their programs, their yeah. their get rich quick schemes. Of, oh, it. hey, we'll, we'll show you what stocks to to buy and and to sell. We're, just follow yeah. us. And, and yeah, you know, what what are those? You get rich step by step. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I I mean I I've I've been full time investor in the stock market since. Shoot, almost thirty years now. That's but, amazing. Yeah, I, I, I always love hearing stories like that, and I always love. I, I always know when people drink the Kool Aid too that stocks are bad because it's usually people that follow Grant Cardone and like, oh yeah, stocks, stocks are trash and this and that. And it's you like, got to be, you got to be invested. I'm a big believer in stocks, crypto, and real estate. Like I think it common. Same here. Same here. Right, same right. here, man. Uh, I. Uh, it, it's it's brutal right now, crypto. With you, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, it, it is what it is. I I, I bought shit. I, I more than doubled my yeah. money and all that. And, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. You know, just to watch it come all 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 mm-hmm. back. But I didn't I didn't want after selling my businesses and all that. I didn't want the tax hit and all that. But all these things, I've got Ethereum. They're all they're all coming back. It's yeah, and they have a bright future, right? Like. Yeah, you, you buy the dip, man. What what people what people hate is the people that bought like SHIB at its highest, and uh-huh. now they're hating life because you know they they got a fifty percent haircut. Or you know when you buy Ethereum or, or you buy anything at the high, a lot of times they sell. Yeah, you know when there's a distribution, when there's a sell off and all that, and that's when you hear people, oh, stock the stock market's rigged. Or, you know, everything has gone up as long as you don't buy yeah. like Enron, WorldCom, uh-huh. 
uh, playing Hollywood stock yeah. and all that, or, or, or the, the squid game crypto, you know, it, it's right. all, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be somewhat calculated too. and never but put yeah, no, man, all I'm, your eggs in one basket, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer. It's, it's just like in marketing, man, you, you have to be diversified. You can't just, you know, do one thing and one thing only. And, and that, sure. to me, that that's everything, you know, to, to be successful, you have, you have to be good at multiple things. You, you have to monetize multiple things. That's why, you know, you, you, you sell courses to help people and yeah, all that. Definitely. So that that's what I, don't you want to talk about the courses? I mean, okay, that, well, that, that, that about, was my first aha, man. When, yeah. when I when I was reading up on you, believe it or not, you're you're one of the guys that I've 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 studied compared to. Well, I read Jen Sincero's books and all that, but yeah, but, um, dude. Uh, I mean, where were you like 10 years ago, man? I, I needed all those courses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I learned the hard way. No, well, you know, 10 years ago, I was, lo- I was still lost. 10 years ago, I was, uh, you know, a struggling entrepreneur that could barely like uh, pay the mortgage and put food on the, on the table. Right. So I, I didn't have the, the experience yet in order to, t- to teach people and help them. Right. But, you know, they say it, t- it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. And I believe that, you know, it, it might take it takes 10 plus years to become an overnight success. Um, but with the wealthy marketer, I'll kind of like walk you through kind of like the the gist of it. Right. So, you know, I've I've been in the marketing game for, you know, since 15, 25 plus years now I'm 40. Right. Um, I have a story to share with the world. I want to I want to get that out there. I think that there's some people out there in this world that can benefit from my story and my life journey, right? There's also people graduating in from marketing programs worldwide every year, right? And I I don't I want to help them not fall in the same traps that I fell into. Right. Um, so I want to, you know, I want to help those marketing, those those up-and-coming marketers, right? And then I also want to help people that uh, maybe they're in the middle of life or in, you know, they want to do a career change. And they want to do marketing for a living, right? There's an opportunity there. I think that that I can help them, right? And then there's business owners who, you know, everybody needs needs help with marketing, right? Especially digital marketing. If you're a business owner, you got to leverage the opportunity that's that exists across the digital marketing landscape, right? So as a wealthy marketer, I believe that I can help those kinds of people, right? And and the idea here is I want to help people from all over the world become a wealthy marketer just like myself, right? So what does that entail? Number one, I want to help people get their mindset right. I want to make sure that they have a growth mindset and they're open to learning new things. They're reading nonfiction books every day, ideally. Um, and they're, they, they believe that they're capable of learning new skills, right? Get their mindset right. Then I want to help them skill up. I want to, I want to help people uh, figure out what type of in-demand marketing skills can they develop? Is video the right thing for you? Is SEO the right thing for you? Should you become a web designer or a web developer? Um, maybe you want to manage uh, ad campaigns, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, you want to do email marketing or you just want to become a full-stack digital marketer like myself, right? Develop those skills. And then you can basically monetize them through a nine-to-five, through a side hustle, um, you know, anything, launching your own course, anything, right? And then after you, you've you uh, developed your skills and you're making money, I want to make sure that you're investing that money, right? Again, stocks, crypto, and real estate. Because a lot of people, they go through uh, too, many, uh, too much time in life where they're either not investing in anything or maybe they're just doing real estate and you know stocks and crypto take a back burner. I think that's a huge mistake, right? So I want to make sure that the people that I help get on the right track. Like ideally right out of school. I don't even care if you're in debt. I don't care if your credit cards are maxed out and you have student loans. You gotta get you gotta get compound interest working for you before you get at even before you get out of debt. And even even if that means buying a piece of the S and P five hundred every month, right? Or buying a bit of Bitcoin. But like you gotta get in that that habit of investing, right? Again, stocks, crypto, and real estate in that order. And then after you're kind of like doing all that. Then you you want to start to like make sure that you make travel a priority, and I know that you can relate to this, the, the travel, you know, doing the travel thing, right? Um, you got to get out there and see the world. You got to get out there and enjoy the world. You can't like go years upon years thinking that you can't afford to travel. You you cannot. You can actually you can't afford not to travel, right? So I want to make sure that people understand that there's an opportunity for you to travel, regardless of how little money you have or how much money you have, and you got to make that a priority. You got to see the world. <laughs> And then over time, as you become this kind of like 
uh, experienced marketer, right? You want to push towards gaining freedom over your time and place, right? First by like, maybe you, you, you're doing a nine to five and you get, um, uh, the ability to work from home and, you know, do your work from wherever. And because you're a marketer, you can actually, you know, go out on your own and do it from anywhere in the world. Right. You can, you know, uh, launch your own course. You can launch your own agency. You can create your own e-commerce store and all these opportunities that exist in marketing, uh, allow for you to do it from anywhere in the world. Right. And that's the process that I want to, I want to help as many people as possible, um, get through because I feel like the opportunity is there. If you're into marketing and you want to do marketing, no matter where you're at in life, right. You can do it in a way where it can be very fulfilling. It can be very lucrative. And if you, you, if you play it right with your money, um, you'll, you can become wealthy financially and then wealthy with life experiences and, and, um, overall, like your day to day. Right. That's the idea behind the wealthy marketer. And then what I'm trying to do is I want to coach people on that. So if they just want one-on-one time with me, they can have it. Right. Or they can take my uh, digital marketing masterclass, which is not ready yet, by the way, it's coming soon. You know, I'm still working on this thing. Um, and I'll show them all the tricks of the trade. I know everything from A to Z digital marketing. I can teach them everything. Um, and then ideally, you know, I want to write the book, the wealthy marketer, and then whatever else kind of comes along, but that's the whole idea behind it. And, um, oh, and I have a podcast too, we're, but we're only on episode two. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I social media stalk you. Well, that yeah. we're friends and you know, we're, we're, we're getting, uh, together with, with the business, with, with yeah. white lights messaging. For sure. So, for sure. I'll, I'll we're gonna you, man. We're, we're, we're going to print out your book. You're going to help, um, yeah. pivot, become the next Facebook. And, <laughs> and then after after that happens, you know you're you're, you're gonna help you're gonna help me uh, blow up my my material and my course. Oh yeah, I would love to because you have good material and you're doing an amazing job. And like I think you're ten, at least ten plus steps ahead of me. That's for sure. Um, and I but I I feel like to some degree I could be the guy that could help you kind of like. Oh no no! I, right? I'm not blowing, yeah. dude. You you've seen my videos. You, you see my content on Facebook. I never blow smoke up people's ass. I, I, yeah. I was, I'm serious. Yeah. No. No. You know what? Um, I, I I know we have a partnership in that aspect, but I, I do know 2022. You know, I'll, I'll I you know my company might be aligned with you, but you and I will definitely be doing bigger and better things, just so that you know I I, I can monetize because yeah at at the end of the day I I do um I'm like St Jude I, I help out people and all that but you know it, it's time to monetize for sure for sure definitely and you have that capitalism one on one brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I love to help but you know she, like 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 what what they say show me the money yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So, is the wealthymarketer.com the best way to to get a hold of you, or would you like people to go on Instagram? Because I know yeah, you're you can, on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on yeah. everything. Yeah, for sure. So you can go to the wealthymarketer.com. Everything's there. My story's there. All my social handles are there. Um, the companies that I I run, you know, because I have like a full service digital agency, and I'm, I'm I have other entities that I'm I'm developing. Everything's there. It's accounted for. Uh, so that would be a good starting point. But beyond that, just go to Instagram and look up The Wealthy Marketer. I'm, you can find me at thewealthymarketer.ca. And I post content there pretty much on a daily basis at this point. Uh, so that would be a good touch point. And you know, follow me. I'll follow back. And um, yeah, aside from that, I'm just thinking, you know, I have my full service digital marketing agency known as Grow with Search. So if you are a business owner and you need help with your digital marketing, you can go to growwithsearch.com, learn more about the full suite of digital marketing solutions that we offer and, and feel free to reach out to me there. And, you know, I have a team of 12, 12 digital marketing professionals that would be happy to support you in the growth of your business through digital marketing. I think those three between the wealthymarketer.com, at the wealthymarketer.cn Instagram and then growwithsearch.com. Those would be three good touch points. You know, where were you, man? We need courses like that. So many times people get into debt wanting to become a marketer by going off to university and all that. Yeah. I, I, I went away for school. Uh, my mom worked uh-huh. two jobs to, to float for that bill. Yeah. For me to go out of state. You have a, a very caring mother. 
Yeah, just so I can did take that made that sacrifice for you. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. A lot of people felt, you know, I was wealthy because I was paying out of state tuition. It was like, no, uh-huh. we're two full time jobs. Yeah, and you know, I I love her, and you know, people people think I, I might tease about the personal development <laughs> makes up for in many other aspects. But uh-huh. you know, I, I four years of taking like a lot of. Yeah, I've, I've got a degree in communications. Yeah. It would help if I would have just learned a lot on marketing instead of having to take philosophy, uh, history of modern Japan, um, courses that are like, holy smugs, you know, fill it because academia is a business too. And they want you yeah. there for four years. Uh-huh. You know, all, all, they can condense all this stuff into a two year program. For sure. Go, go on your merry way. But, you know, we, yeah. we need to uh, go for the gusto and, you know, charge people 100k for for a degree that a lot of times we don't even need. We need each we need each student to pack the stadium for four years on end, right? <laughs> well, that that that's a given, and yeah. it's southern parts uh, of this country. You know that it, it doesn't matter, man. We at at the end of the day, uh, Sunday might be church, but Saturday is a, a different church service in college for sure, football. For sure, all good. I would imagine though you had an amazing experience though overall. It, it it made me who I was because uh-huh. I, I I left Miami because I thought Miami sucked. And really? I, yeah, it was it was me, and yeah. you know because I was an introvert, I was yeah. you know, I had so much fear, and yeah, going away for school, it, it was something, man. I I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody in Louisiana. I had to learn yeah. how to talk to people. No I mean, kidding. they forced me to by asking out girls and all that, and yeah, and all that. But it. it it, it made me who I was in the sense, um, market, marketing, sure. sales. I mean, if somebody gave me a phone book and well, I, I can't pitch stocks and bonds, they'd arrest, Uncle Sam would arrest me because my series <laughs> seven yeah. and series 63 laps. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. I, I, college made me, uh, I was a guy that couldn't ask out a girl because I, I felt like getting rejected. Now, you know, I, I could go ask anybody for their phone number. That, that's easy. I can ask people for, for any sale. You know, that's, that's what it, it's Dude. all about, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you gave me a compelling reason. I gave you a compelling reason and that's sales and marketing to me is what, you know, makes the world go around. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a big piece to it without yeah. that. Then yeah, you can't really get your message out there. Right. Without it, 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 create, it creates cash. Yeah. It, it creates money. And, with, yeah. and like what Zig Ziglar once said, yeah, money is not the most important thing, but right next to oxygen, it's it's pretty <laughs> close. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's just another form. Well, here, well, here man, I, I could talk to you for hours upon hours, but, you know, we only have like an hour because yeah. people hate it when it's an hour, 15 All hours. Because, you know, they'll, they'll watch like five episodes of something on Netflix Back to back, but you know, they, when it comes to uh, information, educational stuff, you know, not everybody has time. Uh, my final question to you is: yeah. What does it mean for you? For what if it? What if it did work? What if I it mean, did besides work? your whole life, because I, you yeah, know, I tip my hat off to you. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like I've had a lot of like, what if it did work moments over time, and each time I kind of like asked that question and then actually took action on it right? And took that risk. Uh, more times than not, you know, things worked out for the better. So I think that um, if you're ever trying to like pursue something and you're unsure of it, you know, ask yourself, what if it did work and know that there's a high chance that it will, things will work out. You know, the universe will will move mountains for you. And um, it's worth asking the question and then taking action and going for uh, whatever you want to happen next even if it feels uncomfortable or scary. Yeah. I think a lot of, you know, the positives uh, that you want out of life or, you know, what you, what you want to happen out of life, you know, uh, oftentimes it's on the other side of fear. Right. So yeah. Ask yourself the question and take action and go for it. All righty, everybody. Well, follow Matt Colangelo. He's the wealthy marketer. Also the CEO, the man, the myth, the legend with grow with search. And, you know, an illustrious alum of 
Seneca. Uh, yeah, Seneca College, College and Ryerson yeah. University. Seneca named after named after the, the Roman emperor and philosopher yes. and all that. Look what at you, odds, man. right? You're, you're already there for greatness, man. But I appreciate it's, your it's time. Thanks for having that. me as a guest. I appreciate sure. you. I, I love you. And like I said, yeah, we'll we'll get together. They'll get together with the pivot stuff. I'll help you yeah. with your book, and then sure. you know, you and I will get together for. Maybe. The monetization and all that. Sure. Maybe I can come down to South Florida one day and meet up with you in person. Worst case, I, I, I'll, I'll go there. I, yeah. I, love, um, I, I love Whistler. So Anytime. Anytime. You come down, you come up here, I'll, I'll make well, sure. Well, I'd, I'd still have to be quarantined, right? Or, or have uh, No. Well, if you're vaccinated, you could, you know, come oh, in. I'm vaccinated, man. Yeah, um, you can come in and be on your way. I, and this before we end it, this is my thing on the vac- vaccine. I've, yeah. I've eaten Coke. Uh, I've drank Coke. <laughs> I've, 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 I've eaten yeah. Domino's pizza. I've eaten yeah. hot dogs. I've, I've smoked plenty of weed when I was a, yeah. when I was much younger. I yeah. didn't ask the drug dealer, "Hey, is this organic?" What's exactly. in it and all that. Yeah. So if I can eat processed foods, I yeah. can take the vaccine. Because at the end stuff. of the day, whenever people tell you that Uncle Sam wants to kill you, no, they want you to pay your taxes because yeah. that's what makes the American dream. Capitalism kill you through your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm vaccinated, and both my kids are. And For sure. It, it is yeah. what it is. And if, if it's not real, who cares? Get it. So exactly. I can, yeah. we can all not wear the fucking mask. <laughs> totally, totally. That would be the one catch, though. Just for just for your information here in Canada, we are still wearing masks. Right. You know, I oh, that, it, it, um, it, it, it depends here. Yeah. Um, if the state is liberal or the municipality is uh-huh. liberal, it, it, it's it's all political here. Well, it's all political uh-huh. all over the world. But let me tell you, when, yeah. when we were when we were in Nashville. That was a shock to my system because there was no mass anywhere, anywhere that I went in the, that entire, uh, you know, one week period from Broadway to the conference, there was no mass. I'm like, Oh, wow, this is crazy. Like I, I'm, I'm certain that I'm going to get COVID I'm vaccinated, but like, I'm certain that I'm going to, you know, catch the vaccinated version. Hey, I, that, that's where I got Corona was in, in yeah. Tennessee. I, I was, I was at, uh, um, Jerry too. Yeah. We, we got yeah. it, um, one month apart, but, uh, in Murfreesboro. Right. <laughs> all good all good well, good says, yeah so hey you know what murfreesboro might be nefarious and all that but yeah we, we all survived man good stuff all righty brother i love you man yeah, Thank good you. talking with you man we'll be in touch i never told no one that my whole life i've been holding back every time i load my gun up so i can shoot for the star i hear a voice like who do Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold Like why you chasing dreams, aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What is it be? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it deeper? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.